Hello and welcome to Fincia Podcast. My name is Ben Hamilton, Senior Relationship Manager at Fincia, and I will be facilitating today's podcast. Our latest podcast is with Giles Cuthbert, Managing Director of the Chartered Banker Institute. Giles has a broad role with the Executive Responsibility for Professional Learning and Development, Accreditation, Qualifications Development, Business Development, CPD, Learning Partnerships and Professional Standards. Welcome Giles and thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here in Australia and to have the opportunity to share some of the uh, aspects of uh, professional education and standards that we've uh, uh, learnt in the UK over the years, because obviously we've been uh, in a situation where we've seen a difficult problems with the banks and we're now in a position 10 years on where we feel we've done a great deal to help work with the banks and with the regulators to restore confidence and trust in banking. Um, so the opportunity to come to Australia and to similarly have some input into conversations here, well, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Thank you very much. So yeah, indeed, you are here to help Fincia launch its professional banking fundamentals qualification, of which you're very much aware, given that it's come out of the Chartered Banker Institute back in the UK. Uh, but can you tell us a bit more about yourself, how it's all going here in Australia, I guess, working with Fincia? Yeah, well, as you know, I'm Managing Director of the Chartered Banker Institute, so one of my roles is around professional learning and development. So I've been working in the area of professional qualifications and standards for some 20 years. It's it's great to see Fincia working so quickly in this regard and indeed Australia responding so quickly to Finzia's work. Um, it takes a very long time to bring the banks together to get everyone working together and developing a professional qualification is not like an academic qualification. It's not just a book you can pick off the shelf. You need to engage with a broad range of professionals. You need to get that serious knowledge from an experienced individual and build it into a qualification. So for the last number of, uh, well, almost 18 months now, we've been working with Finzia on pulling together the, uh, the qualification and looking at professional standards. Now, of course, for us, uh, the Chartered Banker is our brand and it's core to our brand. And we're delighted that we've got such a great partner as Finzia to work here. But we do, of course, have quality control procedures, which we have to have in place. And that's part of the reason for my, uh, for my visit is just to ensure that we see everything fitting in with educational structures and educational regulations. Uh, and I'm delighted to say, in many ways, Finzia is doing a lot better than the Chartered Banker in the UK at present. Well, that's encouraging to hear. Thank you. <laughs> um, so th there's been a successful drive for more professionalism in banking in the UK. Uh, but could you give us more of an overview of how professionalism in banking and financial services has progressed over the last decade or so? After the global financial crisis, we were in a situation where banks realized they needed to change. And we at the Institute thought, you know, there was something of an absence in the area of professional standards. So suggested the notion of a professional standards board for bankers, because after all, Every profession has professional standards of conduct, behavior, and technical knowledge, but bankers didn't. And it was great that the banks responded very quickly to that and were very supportive to that, and it certainly couldn't have happened without the banks. But what that meant was that within a relatively short period of time, by 2012, we had about 280,000 people meeting our foundation standard for bankers in the UK, and we've gone on to produce more standards and more people are meeting those standards. 
Alongside that, however, we've also found a real sea change in attitudes towards professional qualification in the UK. So we've got a situation now where literally thousands of people are qualifying in banking every year. And if you contrast that to, say, 2004, you'd maybe have, you know, a few hundred at best. So we've seen a real sea change. But I really would have to emphasize that, you know, the Institute has done a lot of hard work on that. But actually, without the banks and their commitment, without support from the regulator and a whole range of other stakeholders, there's no way we'd have been able to achieve that. And I think one thing I would note about that is that's what I've seen so refreshing arriving here in Australia, is Finzia has all those key relationships in place to help build something similar here. Okay, great. Thank you, John. I know you've been working here and in Malaysia and Hong Kong. Um, do you see similar patterns of behaviour to the ones that were apparent before the financial crisis and its aftermath in London out here? I think as an outsider, it's very hard to answer that question accurately. I mean, clearly, with the financial crisis in Britain, we have the great benefit of hindsight, and many books have been written. And uh, so, yes, I can lay claim to having read many books on the subject of what went on in London. But as I say, to comment on what's going on in uh, Australian banks is, is really not plausible in any way. I think I would also tend to focus on the positive, which what I'm seeing here is a lot of conversations with politicians, with stakeholders such as the ABA, the regulators, the banks, which all indicate a real desire to raise professional standards in banking. And that's actually what I'd hold on to here, is let's look at all those activities which are being put together to make banking professional, and let's try to find the best way we can to, to facilitate that and advance it. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, what level of ongoing professional training and, dare I say, um, scrutiny uh, do those employed in the sector need to have? I mean, do you think they should have to take and pass tests every year or five or maybe once in a decade? Or I think it's more about what's appropriate for all. So it's very difficult to make a statement which applies to all. I mean, we have standard benchmarks at different levels of membership. For example, 35 hours of CPD, including five hours on ethics for professional membership. But I think, you know, some roles, we see very rapid change. If you look at the development of technology in banking, for example, you can be out of date, well, probably within a year of completing a qualification. And so unless you maintain your knowledge and competence, uh, you will not be able to work in the, uh, the environment you wish to work in any longer. So is testing the answer Probably not. We've seen the implications of routine testing in all manner of industries, and I'm not sure it necessarily improved behaviours, and I'm not necessarily sure it even achieves the educational uh, outcomes which are required. I think reflective approaches to learning and CPD, however, does work, and also where appropriate learning. And I would say technology is a, is a great example where we all have to get far more up to speed on technology if we're going to be effective in our roles now and in the future. Absolutely. No, thank you, Charles. Charles, could you uh, perhaps share some evidence to back up some of the, the great work that you've been doing? 
Yeah, I mean, we were in a lucky position that because we knew um, professional standards were being introduced in 2012 and on a large scale, we started measuring confidence and trust in banking uh, in wide groups of individuals. So we measure them in relation to the members of the public. We mem- measure them in uh, individuals who work in the banking industry. And for example, over the four years we've been measuring these trends, consumer confidence in the banking industry is increased by 10%. And uh, we've also seen pride in banking. Uh, we've drawn comparisons between individuals who are qualified and members of professional bodies and those who are not. And the difference is some 25 percentage points. So uh, we've been tracking and are continue to track these trends. And as I say, both in terms of confidence and in trust, we're finding that individuals have far more trust in banks where there's a standards program in place and also where they're dealing with qualified individuals. And that's particularly apparent in the SME market mm. uh, where business banking customers uh, do express a marked preference for qualified individuals to be dealing with their business. I think that's encouraging to hear that sort of um, statistical analysis that I guess coming out of that proves that it's you know, professionalism is the way to go, it seems, with the banking financial services industry here in Australia. Yes, yes. Thank you, Giles. Thank you very much. Thank you, Giles, for joining us today and to all of our listeners. Please subscribe to our podcast to keep up to date with future episodes. This concludes our podcast today with Giles Cuthbert. Thank you.